Let's see. Let's see what happens when I touch this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. Don't touch that don't, in public. Don't get excited, Mother, Izzy. You touched it and the light turned red. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? I'm I scared. Fired it up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to Maybe I've Said Too Much, the Don't Press That Button of Internet Podcast. My name is Mike Laffey, and I will be your host for this tour day internet tubular thingies. And I am joined, as always, by my good friends Izzy Swan, of all things, IzzySwan.com, and Joel Crawford of the Missing Digit Woodshop. Gentlemen, how are you? Wait, moment of silence. Uh, this is a proud moment. We, you did the whole thing without even having to be prompted. That was awesome, oh. man. Well, let's start over. No, no, no. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, okay. It's like, it's like watching your kid walk down the graduation aisle, man. I'm feeling really good now. So. Oh, Okay. Well, not really, but, you know. Can I... Do I get an envelope with some community money in it? No, you have to pay money. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, wait a minute. We didn't discuss this. This, this <laughs> crap isn't free. This, uh, I think, actually, I think the show was, at this point, I, I canceled one of our things, so it's only costing me, I think, like 10 bucks a month <laughs> to be a member I, of the podcast. <laughs> that's okay. I have... Uh, it was uh, costing 33 but I, I was wait, like, wait, you know what, that other on. one, that we is, can cut that. That is, is not what the server costs, trust me. <laughs> well, I was I just going to say, Izzy's hosting the server, and I have, I think I have a Hoot Suite account so that we can do the, multi, uh, the, the, the Twitters and everything, and yeah. something else. Ooh, oh, so I pay for SoundCloud. Yeah. What's we'll a Hoot Suite account? I want one of those. You, no, you, you should don't. be on Hoot Suite. It's uh, Ooh. it's you can mix and match all your Instagrams and Twitters and Facebook posts, and you can mm. have things sent out to all your various things. That sounds really kind of sexy. So, so you it? can, it does. You know, synchronize things. Hey, Synchronizes. Yes, sir. Things. How you been, man? What you been up to? Me? Oh, not much. <laughs> I was thinking about becoming a woodworker. <laughs> <laughs> I I hear that it's a uh, relaxing and leisurely hobby. So, Sorry. Izzy was just swigging sw- over yeah, there. Swigging. <laughs> Whatever. It's it's the it's the Jack and Coke without the Coke. It was it's water. It's water. a lot. Yeah. Smart water. Yeah. So yeah, we're uh, we're what you would call a little busy. <laughs> By the time this actually airs, which will be sometime after Christmas, I assume. Uh, I will be crying in a corner, um, feeling very violated. You know, it's funny. We were just talking about it. Look at the email that just came over. $10 at... <laughs> what is it I literally just got charged for the host. For the, nice. For the thing as we were sitting here. That's hysterical. That's, that actually, that happened right after I said that. So that was, the timing on that was whatever big word for unbelievable. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So the, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how I am. Ask me in a week. I'm, I'm good. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm. We're killing it, and everybody's pitching in, and it's a good, clean. Nobody's having a bad day. Kind of really busy days. Hmm. But the fact is, at a certain point, you just. I mean, I was on the router table today for like six hours. I was sanding things for, I don't know, another six hours. And then packaging up stuff. We shipped like 170 pieces today. 
So it was just, it's nuts. And it was, it was fantastic. And I, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't have it any other way because this is, this is just, you know, everybody just stood, sat wherever they were and they did their thing. Um, and, and we, we just rocked it and it was, it was fantastic. Although I am just exhausted Men- mentally more than physically. I could probably do it for another eight hours tonight, but I don't, you know, there's just a certain amount of, uh, you know, circus mastery, the, the ringleader kind of a thing mm. that you have to do while still doing like the job you're doing. Still doing things. Yeah. yeah. So, yep. So it's yeah, it's just it's that, and it's 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 a been a hell of a year. So congratulations to myself and to my amazing team, and to the all those fine folks who bought our stuff, which is awesome. Oh yeah! As much as they've been working, by the time they have a chance to listen to this, it's going to be next year. You'll be I don't tell them I'm on a podcast. Why the hell would I do that? Yeah, it's probably <laughs> never mind. I take it back. So uh, Izzy, what? What? Uh, what you been up to? Um, a little bit of my own madness, uh, just getting ready. Everything's, uh, that we've been prepping for, for the last few months is about to hit and hit hard. And I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited. I'm a little nervous, a bit scared. Um, I, I just, uh, on top of it, I just challenged Rebecca DeGroot for those of you who know her. I was going to bring that up a little later. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Let me guess. You saw her post about needing inspiration and you were like, I got an idea. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if that's that's the way it went, but you know it could have been, I suppose. Um, but no, uh, shop thing stuff stuff is going great. I I interviewed a guy uh, day before yesterday, and he literally just called. I'm just crazy excited about this cat. I hope he takes the job. Um, more than I could have hoped for in this area. Uh, he's been a, a CNC mill uh, machinist for 15 years in uh, metal fab. You know he's a he's a tool and die guy, and. Um, just really crazy cool cat. We hang out for an hour. I explain to him, you know, about the 10% in the hour and a half I could explain to him what I'm doing. And um, he was really on board and excited. And um, I just talked to him literally before I did my hangout, my, my live on TMA this, tonight. And it looks like uh, good possibility. So we're going to have a chit chat tomorrow. And hopefully he gives me the okay. And he will be the guy who runs the CNC's and runs my shop for me. I got another guy hired full time who's um, he's a great kid. He's a kid. He's got lots of energy, which is just it's amazing. And I'm I've got to find that intermediate guy. And then I'm still looking for one more. And then I, I think I found an office person. So it's all just kind of like all this craziness and worrying for the last three months is all kind of culminating into what it's supposed to be. And I'm thrilled. It's awesome, so, dude. So yeah, that that's amazing. Super exciting. We got some other irons in the fire that are that are playing out really well and uh man i think it's going to work i think it's all going to come together i'm sure there's going to be a few headaches as as uh i'm sure joel can attest to anything when you do a startup it is a few months of madness uh, it's magical absolutely anybody that can do startup where you're part of a part of us it's it's a magic time you will be you, who cares if you have children or wives or whatever? <laughs> right. It doesn't matter. It's just yeah. you just start flying around for 20 hours a day on caffeine and donuts. And you just, it's its a magical time. And then yeah. you get sick and tired of it and you get burnt out. And then you come back and you go, oh, startup's over. Yeah, I am. Um, 
Well, I mean, probably, if you're lucky, you can have a you can have a failed business every couple of years, and that way you can just keep doing it. I mean, that's well. There's oh, a good way to do so that is, is to try and start twenty things at once. One of them is going to fail. Yeah, yeah. So that's true. <laughs> Uh, but the thing I'm probably most excited about is I'm going to get to see my kids this weekend. Next, uh, and I am. It, it's been I don't know seven, eight weeks since I've seen it since the last time I've seen them, which is way, way too long. Mm. And I am, man, I'm telling you, I'm ready for some for some kid time. Boy, am I ready? So I get to see them uh, Christmas and hang out with them for a few days before I got to come back to this crazy madness. And man, alive, I am ready. I miss those little boogers so much. Mm. So. Crazy excited about that. Yeah, That's and you really cool. have no excuse. With the Prius, it only costs you $1.12 to get down there. Right, and it's a two-day drive, one you know, one way. So it's four days just to drop driving just to see them. So yeah, hmm. uh, I should have jumped on a plane and went down and spent a weekend. I, I'm, I'm kicking myself in the butt for not doing that. But um, Well, that's you know. okay because if you went through Atlanta, uh, apparently there was a large fire in a substation that shut down the entire airport and canceled like hundreds of flights and delayed like 10,000. That's kind of funny you say that because the last plane tickets I looked at went through Atlanta. Oh, yeah. I, the, they'll all hub through Atlanta on that one. Yeah. And um, man alive, I'm glad I didn't have to deal with that. But Yeah. Uh, I think basically so, any mode of transportation in Atlanta, you just count it sucking pretty much the whole time. <laughs> That's probably a, true. That's we, really you know, true. We have a fantastic uh, tra- uh, you know, train system it's called marta and uh it's it's really good nobody actually ever uses it yeah it's the, that worked out really well so but it's it's exciting and it's usually on time yeah the best is when an eight mile walk and an eight mile drive have the exact same uh time you know estimated time of arrival on google maps <laughs> can i mention that you happen to come into town when somebody blew up one of our bridges, <laughs> yeah, that was a number. That was somebody that worked for the DOT, apparently. That no, determined boy. that your road systems are awful. So, but <laughs> why not just blow them go. all up? Yeah, let's yeah, just melt go. this down and protest. You know, it's yes. like women that burn their bras for reasons I don't understand or want to burn away, baby. I got nothing. So, um, but yeah, I don't. I don't understand the the whole. Uh, can't get people from point a to point b around atlanta thing but apparently you can't even do it in the air either well no technically they do that most of the time however i know but i'm i'm trying to make a point here that is somewhat ironic and joking and your uh (laughs) it works 99 percent of the time does not play well into that that uh preface so but uh i mean I, we're actually starting to deal with that a little bit here in the uh, charlotte area north carolina it's kind of the point where traffic's become the the joke you know it's oh, like oh yeah it took forever to get I here i drive so. through charlotte every time i come down and it is always the worst part of my drive as far as traffic goes yeah it always. sucks something terrible well we've gotten to the point now that just i saw a statistic that i either read or made up that 44 percent of or what is it 44 people per day uh, move to this area. So Charlotte, North Carolina, its surroundings. Oop, there goes my cup again. Um, second episode, podcast I've dropped that on. So, um, I mean, that's a lot of people, you know, I mean, that come to this area. That's pretty ridiculous when you think about it. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, it's a great place to live, great place to raise kids. I'll probably have to move away at some point because 
you know, I hate people, and there's a lot of them here. So, but. <laughs> you could you could go to somewhere else, like uh, uh, what's that place? Uh, Northern Michigan, Kalkaska. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's there's boom, like boom, boom. I mean you you're gonna have to hug a bear to keep warm. I've never warm. had sex with wild game before either. Hey, so, I, mean, I kind of be... look like a bear. You could hug me. Oh, Izzy's getting a little lonely. Be careful. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't grabby. know. Something tells me yes, you don't get to pick if you're Big are, Spoon or Little Spoon on that one. There are a few things that are strikingly devoid up here, and that's um, companionship is one of them. Well, I thought you were going to say sex with wild stock or wild animals. But, yeah, I mean, I would say that um, uh, I don't know. If I were to move anywhere, it would probably be somewhere that's not here. I guess is probably the only thing I could think of. But, ergo, ergo, the move. <laughs> yeah, the problem is I got kids and like they got friends and apparently taking them out of their school is you know debilitating over a lifetime. So you know we just just suck it. So up what you're a saying bit. is you're stuck there for a while. No, no, no. Stuck would be sort of a that would be a pejorative. That's not. Uh, I'm 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 happily here. Is, is what you would say because that's what you're supposed to say so but no I do I, I've I mean we I came to Charlotte 20 years ago this year uh, from upstate New York the land of sadness and um, I, I it sounds like I'm just not really happy anywhere not, not apparently you you so. go to somewhere for 20 years you you find out that you're miserable there and then you move somewhere else and you find out no you're I didn't say miserable there. I just said that yeah. too many people know about this place is the problem right. isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I haven't told anybody. People are like, "Hey, what do you think? How is it down there in North Carolina?" I'm like, "Sucks. Everybody have sex with their cousins. They get uh, pigs in the you know in the grocery stores. It's awful, you know." So that because I just don't want anybody else here. Like, Other than going to make it in North Carolina if you keep that up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you know. other other than uh, say Outer Banks, what is North Carolina known for? Furniture. Um, North Carolina was once the furniture capital of the world, baby. Yes. And yeah. Well, that's cigarettes, know. tobacco. No, tobacco. I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, like where the I thought South state, Carolina right? was that. I think that too. No, no. North Carolina, Winston Salem is like that's where all the cancer starts. Like, <laughs> which is funny because they have one of the best medical facilities in the world. So you know, they they're like, oh, we're killing people. They're like, I, I get another business idea. <laughs> what if we oh. treat all that cancer we're giving people? You know, I'll, I am, uh, I, I am trying to quit, guys. Uh, which week is that starting? Uh, next week. Excellent, uh, Mike. We're off next week, right? Uh, we are off next week. Fantastic. Yep. Excellent. Yeah. Good luck guys, with that, sir. You yeah, guys next... don't have to deal with that. I, I, I'm not. I'm not quitting completely. I'm going to do the, um, the, the misty, smoky thing that. Looks oh, the like... vape. Right yeah. On. I do. I do, a lot of my friends like that vape thing. Just get the one that's. I guess you have the you you have the um, option of getting one that's like low cloud density or something, so you don't look like a douchebag with a giant cloud over you as you're puffing on that thing. But no, what's what's of, the opposite of that? I want to get one of those because I love looking like a douchebag. No, no, I'm talking about like like I, you shouldn't have a cloud afro like walking around. You know, it's just. <laughs> It's funny because, you know, you'll see, I don't even know how it's legal. Like, I'll be driving behind cars on the interstate, and all of a sudden you just see this giant plume of smoke, like, barreling out of the, and it's like, how could you see while you're driving with that nonsense, you know, just, I mean, Daddy, why does that man smell like blueberries? Looks like somebody oh, God, had drilled a hole in their exhaust and was, um, you know, dripping castor, oil, yes. drip, oh. dripping castor oil on it so that, you know. <laughs> yeah, I love that. 
That actually, um, that I don't know if that segues well into what we were going to talk about tonight, but let me try. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> this is the best non sequitur ever. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think it's a non sequitur. Uh, but I, I would say that uh, we were going to talk about fads and trends tonight, and um, and that vaping thing seems like it's kind of trendy and oh, kind no, of man. faddish. It's here to stay. I think it is. I just until they, you know, until they find out that you know one day like everybody's head just starts popping right off all at the same time from some disease there they is, didn't know it caused. There is no way that you can inhale that much vaporized glycerin and your body be cool with that. There's just there's no way. It's got to be better than the alternative. Though, it right? is. I, mean, I have no doubt it's better than the alternative. But at some point, somebody's going to go. By the way, when this does this, you get a rare form of cancer. Blah blah blah. I thought it was called popcorn lung. Wasn't that a thing they were talking yeah, about? Yeah, but that's while? that's from like the old ones. I don't smoke and I don't have, I don't vape or whatever the cool term for that is. So um, I'm not particularly sure, you know, the, the appeal behind it. So I don't, that's just, I'm not addicted to that one thing. So I'm, you know, blessed for that. But uh, the whole idea behind the the vaping, like I said, that it's got to just be better than the other thing. Because I mean, it's basically just mist, right? I mean, is that... No, no, it's, it's, it, yeah, but it's, it. it's it's a glycer. I'm assuming I I understand this right, but but it, at least in the old mm. ones, it was a it was a glycerin mix, mm. and glycerin is a weird like chemical compound. It's not water, it's not oil, and it can hang with kind of both of them, and mm. it's a often used as a thickener or an, or a uh, or an antifreeze, um, and it's just it's just a weird kind of see that substance. that sounds like the type of thing that you're just smoking one day and your penis falls off and you're just like <laughs> you're like I, I should have known that was coming this thing makes antifreeze i mean like you know right no it's just it's and just, then, it's and then it's, then you tell people about it and they don't even feel bad for you like yeah i was vaping and my penis fell off and they're like see i told you those stupid things should you get for buying electronic cigarettes from random uh you know <laughs> right. persian guys in the mall Good luck. Oh yeah, the the kiosks of love. Oh yeah, I can't tell you. Anytime I go to the, the if I just if, if I need one fingernail polished, not all of them, just one, I go to the mall. And if you walk through the uh, the kiosk areas, there's always there's always some really hot Persian chick there that will take and just she'll file one of your nails with some soapstone thing that apparently comes from uh, you know the the bones of Egyptians uh, butts or I don't know what the hell where they get this stuff from, but they file your one nail and it's smooth and glossy and just perfect. But they only do one because they want you to buy this thing and take it home. And it's just like, well, I really only need that one nail done, so thanks. So I, I go there for the not quite creepy, but pretty creepy back rubs. <laughs> oh, you're in that those, guy. In, in the massage chair. You do it right there in the center of the mall? Oh, right in the center. Oh. Like, I strip down to my skivvies. This guy. It gets, uh, sir, it could gets, you, it could gets you put your shirt back on? Uh, no, I paid my $3. I'm going to do this the way I want. Thank you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I sir, actually want to. I want sir, to be one of those I guys. I want I my know. eyebrows uh, tweezed by the right. with the strings. You know what I'm talking about? Those. <laughs> yeah. That's. Yeah, I want to be that guy. I, sir, I didn't know they made underroof Spider-Man in yeah. that big of. Yeah. Uh, so, Mr. Crawford, we told you last week we don't do inner thigh massages here. Can you please and just go? Thank you for joining our podcast with Mike Laffey, Joel Crawford, and Izzy Sway. Sway. <laughs> Are you making a squeer here too? Are you no, I, I'm trying square, to hide my identity. Swear queer, swear queer. <laughs> yeah, swear. 
Oh my you're, gosh. I had your identity. You're just you're like, uh tell Wait me more about these uh where are these malls with the where the women rub you? I need I need that in my life right now. So <laughs> start getting text messages. Yeah, exactly. Lonely right. <laughs> <laughs> text messages lonely in Michigan. I'm not that lonely. Oh, there are bears up here. Yeah. There are Christ bears around, so uh, oh, what so was fun. what exactly was the topic? What are we supposed to trending, be about? trending things, and fads, trending and fads, which apparently you were particularly sensitive to when we brought this up before the show. Well, so. I, I'm not saying that I deal with trends and fads, but I deal with trends and fads. Yes. So <laughs> there's that. But you I, deal wonderfully with them. Well, I, I do. I try. I try to anticipate a market of things and 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 don't and don't at all, and then stumble blissfully into other things. Uh, yeah, no t- trends and fat are actually really. I work really hard uh, at being. I look at the when I say the market, I'm constantly looking at Etsy and woodworking pages and. Um, things that are getting traction, the DIY, uh, f- not Facebook groups, but the pages, like the, the crappy, we steal your pictures mm. and post them with a link or whatever to our crappy products, um, pages just to see what people are responding to, what makes people interesting. And social media is awesome for that. Right. And yeah, there are, tr- there are trends. I mean, uh, think of, uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, something you could have easily made, easily invented, except it's patented now, is uh, there's a, uh, on an AR-15, the magazine can go in this cool tray where you line up 20, 30, 15 bullets, whatever it is, and it kind of has a, it looks like a, I don't know how to explain it. If you've seen it, you've seen it, but it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tray that's horizontal, and you line up your bullets, and you just kind of push them in with a block. And all of a sudden, your magazine is now full. And if you go out shooting, loading magazines eventually hurts your thumbs when you're loading stuff. Hmm. Um, and it's a, it's just a quick little, gee, why didn't I think of that thing? It's a, I think sure. a, mm-hmm. a brother and a father in Texas or something just make the crap ton of these. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you know, there's those those little trends. I, knife holders, maybe. And something else, I'm sure, but but there are you know there I look around all the time to see what people, and then I look at those designs and I try to do something with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean I mean there are lots of trends. Anytime anybody says uh, beadboard now, in 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 your uh, you know opened uh, space ranch house you're buying, the open concept uh, floor plan. <sighs> God, it's just... <laughs> Here we go again. Oh, that little part of me died again. I think. Yeah. I, I think we should probably shiplap. Everything should be shiplap. Yeah, shiplap. We should probably start by defining what the difference between a trend and a fad. I mean, a trend is something that has a, a longer shelf life than a fad and has potential for a much longer life than a fad. A fad is. Um, Something very short-lived, and I think a good the example. The only difference of that between be... a trend and a fad is a is a fad happened back then. A trend is happening now. Yeah, I think No, I think if you look up definition, you'll see that a trend set, a trend lasts a lot longer than a fad. A fad is something like fidget spinners that just comes and goes, instantly gone. 
uh, a trend is something more like new kids on the block that actually hung around for a couple of years. So did they? Uh, um, I think so. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was this twenty five years ago. I can't remember. So. <laughs> well, there's, I mean, there's there's money to be there's money to be had, and there's interesting things that you can do if you if you have the time to commit to paying attention to things. Because once it becomes blatantly obvious, like staring you in the face, you, there's no, you're past the point of it, it being a thing. Uh, cornhole boards, um, definitely a trend. I mean, lots of people are doing cornhole boards. Yep. Um, and it's not necessarily a fad because it's been around for 30, 40 years. Mm-hmm. Um, my understanding that was an uh, interesting side note was invented somewhere in North uh, uh, Kentucky, Cincinnati area, kind of a thing. And really? I'm sure I'm going to get, yeah, yeah. I'm, I can, I don't remember growing up, but my brother said there were versions of it that they specifically, you know, called cornhole. Nice. And, and it's, that's where the kind of capital of cornholio is. I'll be darned. Hmm. So, the, maybe do, I've said too much podcast where we teach you about history. That's that's right. Of of <sighs> strange and useless things. I hope we're not teaching people things. Do you, <laughs> do you look in trends of um because you do a lot of marketing, Mike? And and do you look at trends at how you reach people, like how you do? I mean, mortgages have been around forever, and they'll mm-hmm. be around forever. Is there is there a a way that like your job is to generate interest in your product, so you have to reach out to people. So that requires you spending money and time on marketing. Is there ways like does Facebook like do you guys embrace that or is it like advertising on like the socials? Like are there trends like that? It's I mean the only thing that really changes in our industry. Um, you know, fa- trends and fads, I would say <clears throat> some mortgage products, you know, back from before the whole world economy collapsed were, were kind of fad-like. They were, you know, just arms. These, these well, you know, we still do arms and, and they're still, but, you know, scary words like balloon payments and negative amortization loans and sort of all this stuff. Um, you know, they took these, these vehicles that are typically used by the, you know, the, the very wealthy and, you know, people who are financially... I mean, it, maybe not responsible, but at least, you know, sort of savvy. And they gave them to, you know, Betty, the the school bus driver who's on a fixed income. You know what I mean? So they just, they, they made these products available to the wrong people. Um, and, and they weren't, you know, the, the biggest problem that they had is that the, they, they, whether they performed or not didn't matter. You know, everybody thinks that the, the mortgage meltdown was, was caused by non-performing loans. And that isn't the case at all. The, the, the meltdown of all of that stuff was actually caused by the number of people that were speculating on these assets and derivatives and all this other stuff. So if I do a mortgage for Joel, right, and Joel takes out $300,000, if Joel pays that mortgage back or not, it doesn't matter because there's going to be 30 people. You know, there's one investor who actually has that money who's expected to make X number of dollars on it. Then you have all these other people who they're taking out – um, policies and all this other stuff as to whether or not you know the loan will perform. If it performs, they make money. If it doesn't perform, other people make money. And there's just this this whole speculation thing going on. So all of that nonsense, you know, 
that that creates this sort of trend of you know, just give money to everybody and blah 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 blah. You know, it turns on this whole nightmarish debacle, which is what we ended up with. But as far as marketing and and, and things like that, I mean. For what you do, you, you basically, you, when it comes to being a lender, you've got a few choices. You could be a company like Quicken, um, who spends a gazillion dollars an hour on radio, TV, advertising, you know, they're just everywhere. Um, you could be, you know, and you get you get higher rates, you can charge more fees because people just, you have this brand recognition, so people just go to you. You can be, you know, companies that advertise primarily on the internet, where essentially you just advertise your price. So here's my rates, here's my fees, and you know if I got the best rates and fees, people come to me. That's that's one other way of doing that. And then you know the the retail model, which is you know what uh, the, the a lot of smaller mortgage companies do, where you basically you're a local guy and you go and meet with real estate agents and financial planners, and you kind of you know create these word of mouth networks. Um, you know that's that's sort of another way of doing business. So you've just you kind of fall into one of those categories and i mean i've been doing this for 17 years now and that's basically been even when you know they were giving mortgages to everybody that's basically been the way of you know procuring business you're going to do one of those three things you know you're either going to create a name for yourself um you know where people just that you you've basically created a sort of a name market for yourself people just you know sort of recognize you so they they have some trust associated with it you're going to offer the lowest rates and fees and then you know you're just going to get a ton of volume based on that or you're going to go out there and do that sort of ground and pound kind of thing so it's not a very trendy business as a matter of fact i mean if somebody can come up with the next big thing um they'll be the next big thing you know i mean there's there's there hasn't been any real revolution in the mortgage industry and God knows how long. So at least not one that's benefited, you know, the the consumer, uh, you know, b- selling negative amortization loans to people on fixed income. Um, you know, those are, uh, oh, yeah, your, your interest rate is 1%. Oh, that's great. So uh, I can borrow 300 grand and my payment's uh, $240. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what happens in a year? Ah. Who thinks that long? You know, so, uh, yeah. Well, that, remember that three hundred thousand you borrowed? Yeah. Well, the balance on that is three hundred and thirty thousand now. And uh, by the way, that that original one percent payment, well, that's gone now because you've exceeded the ten percent equity cap. So, your payment is twenty seven hundred dollars a month. Oh, but I was only budgeted to spend you know six hundred. Yeah, weird. Uh, well, <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and take that house from you now. So, uh, best of luck. We appreciate your time. So, I mean, that's you know that. I guess that would be a trend or a fad. I'm just not sure which. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's the uh, there's the mortgage business summarized for all you people who cared or didn't care. But that's that's basically yeah. There's there is no trend or fad in our industry. You basically just you know you you publish what you got. People take it or they don't. Is is kind of the way it works. So all right. Well, I I didn't know if there was you know some industries have some I don't know they have some weirdly enough there's like some industries kind of roll through their their marketing and i'm gonna say tactics in the good way not tactics in the nasty way Mm -hmm. um but they roll through them and like all of a sudden you're like oh i like you know like it's toyotathon you know and and they're doing this they kind of roll through the you know Free oil changes for the life of your car. Mm-hmm. You see those things kind of roll, you know, in cycles where they kind of close it off and, and we'll, you know, new tires every four years or whatever, you know, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. 
And I didn't know if it was like an industry like that that ran through those kind of. I mean, they, they used to give toasters away when you opened a bank account. <laughs> All I'm saying. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, the checking. I mean, there's some places in Wisconsin that give like shotguns out every uh, fifty that's, hours, put in a savings account. So that's um, awesome. Yeah, who doesn't need that? But you, I mean, there's not a lot of sort of you know trendy anything for what I do. I mean, it's you know you're there's no real. I mean. If you're going to buy a house, you got to get a mortgage. You know, there's there's not it's not something that you're going to entice somebody into. You know, the the enticement comes in the house. So the the builders and the real estate agents they do that part of it. So you know, the the mortgage is the thing you have to do to get in there. You know, unless you just got a whole bunch of cash laying around. You know, you really hate having. So there's not a um, the enticement doesn't come from, um, you know what I do. There's you know no one no one goes hey 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 thirty years of debt huh. You know, and then you go, right. I mean, that's just, it's just not real sexy. You know what I'm saying? So it, there's not a whole lot you can do to really, you know, there's, there's, there's not, you can't make that trendy. You know I mean? There's just, I, it, there's ways that you can make yourself look, you know, more millennial and all this other nonsense. But for the most part, I mean, you're not really going to be able to put yourself in a situation where you're going to be better than, you know, the next guy. The only thing that really does that is service. You know, can you do things quickly? Do you have people that know what they're doing? You know, and that's not really trendy. So, yeah. So, yeah. So I, my, my industry falls pretty poorly into this, but I mean, I see in terms of, you know, furniture and, and, you know, woodworking, metalworking are all very, you know, it, because, you know, I have a house that was built in the 50s. It looks like it's built in the 50s. Which means awesome. Yeah, it does. By the way. Not not an open floor plan, but it is a little, you know. It's open concept-y. You know, open concept-y, yes. Mid-century modern. Mid-century modern with a little, you know, open concept and... and uh... Mid-century openness. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, which you're really hoping for with, and, with shiplap, yes, with a real ship. I mean, the amount of the amount of water you have on your property, the you amount could probably of water, have a real ship. Actually, I do have a slightly sunken ship. It's a paddle boat, but I it's I'm going to christen it as soon as I can dredge it up. Not not sunken on purpose either. I don't think it was. Uh, what was it when you skivvy shivvy scabby? I have. The, no I can't remember idea. the word when you do that. Hmm. Well, that's. I mean, Lizzie, you've been in the furniture business for. Six million years. What? Uh, what's the what's the biggest trends and fads and things that you've seen kind of come and go? Do I tell him his his microphone is muted? It is muted. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, there you go. <laughs> my apologies. Uh, you you know, hit the wrong button. There's been a lot of different ones come and go over the last 20, 25 years. Uh, and to be fair, I, I, most of my life has lived in the rustic world, so I can talk about that. I can't really speak to the um, the more um, modern um, furniture, but uh, you know, and, and I think it's probably some of the same. You know, we see uh, back. You know, you go back to like the '80s and the '90s. You could you, a good line of furniture had a shelf life of about ten years. And uh, that was pretty typical, you know, 25, 30 years ago. But now with the advent of the Internet and, and um, all kinds of forms of communication, you're watching furniture trends now that are, they might last two years. A really good furniture line might might have a shelf life of about two years. Now, of course, you keep it because, you know, you can still sell a few of them. 
Um, so some of the things like we, we see back in, let's go back 20 years, the log furniture that was back when you said rustic furniture 25 years ago, everybody started thinking about log beds. That was typically the, the image that you got in your head. Uh, unless you were perhaps in like uh, Big Sky, Montana, Northern California, upstate New York, where you might think of Adirondack style, which is a birch bark and twig mosaic. Or uh, in the Northern California area, you saw, um, you know, you still saw some remnants of the uh, Georgian, I'm saying it wrong, Georgian Akashami uh, of the slab style furniture with the really modern bases. Um, but for the most part, if you said rustic 25 years ago, you thought log. And, um, that trend's kind of come and gone. It, it had a good long life. Now, there's still some people doing it. There's still some log furniture being made. There's still, you still see some lodgepole pine stuff. You still see some aspen stuff going out. Um, and that I think it'll always have a place, but it's never going to, I doubt it'll be as strong as it, as it was back 20, 25 years ago. Never have a place ago. in my house. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and, so, and, and I mean, you, you know, we basically got to the point, I mean, it, it seems like, like, you know, every, Every couple of years when you're dealing with clothing, you know, they, they change things out. And that's basically just to get people to keep spending money because you don't have to buy new jeans when they look like the old right. jeans. You know, that's, yeah. you know, a company like Ikea, they come out with a new, you know, there's always some new flogging harf and the horse shit or whatever they're making. That's, you know, they've got, uh, it's it's this new sleek, compact, whatever, but they're, they're okay, constantly changing things those. up. Yeah. Too. Right. Well, you look at another really good indicator, really another good one to talk about is industrial furniture. You look back about five, six years ago, there was a hard, heavy hit in the industry for industrial uh, style furniture. And you saw back then, you saw a lot of the big, giant, old metal caster wheels and, um, you know, a lot of the older um, uh, kind of elements and hinges and pulleys and stuff being built into these projects. And that, that hit hard. I mean, it came around like a windstorm, and it was it lived for about 18 months, and then it just died. I mean, gone. And now here we are about five, six years later, and you see this. It's a newer type of industrial look coming back. And it's this one, I think, is going to have a shelf life of a lot longer, maybe five, six years, where you're seeing, um, you know, the barn wood, the, re, the reclaimed Ur- wood. Urban Outfitters, I think, really put that whole that whole industrial rustic style kind of in the forefront of the urban area you know like that those black pipe and 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 dark stained wood and the whole bit um um sort of Uh, there was more of a lofty trend before urban outfitters kind of picked up on it and then wayfair jumped on it between urban outfitters wayfair which are you know a big one uh, you saw you saw a big movement in that, and then um, YouTube now and other social media platforms are having a are having a really interesting um, influence on what's happening because you can see a lot of designers going to those platforms to get inspiration. Uh, so you you there's a lot of movement there, um, but yeah, you're right, uh, Joel, in in part for sure. Uh, but this this one's gonna live. This one I have a feeling this one's gonna live for a while. We're, we see everything from like the pipe down to the the tubing furniture, even the angle angle iron stuff that's built around tabletops and and used for frame structures. And um, you're seeing some of the metal grating being built into stuff. And uh, John Malecki, uh, for those of you who know who he is, has got a really great business in in uh, in um, Pennsylvania doing the, exactly those kind of builds. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the things that we saw early on was the slab furniture was not real strong about 25 years ago. The natural edge slab furniture 
And that's something uh, was unique about that is I pushed really hard. Uh, with, I pushed Woodland Creek into that really hard. Was I mean, the big, thick tops were pretty popular back then, but the natural edge wasn't. Uh, so it was fun to kind of see that come to fruition. And really now, I mean, I, I would say that's probably a vast majority of the business that Woodland Creek does is these large natural edge, you know, walnut and um, aspen and um, alder and, you know, these big massive tops that are all, you know, have a lot of live edge and character in them. So I can uh, that... give you, uh, I, I, I love that style. Hey, you know what else is trendy? Talking into the microphone. Oh, sorry. So, so I, I and I love that style. The problem is when I see people do it, um, I need them to round over the corners. Ah, uh, amen, amen. Because so a tree is round. When you cut a tree circular laterally through it, that means that every edge is not a ninety degree to the to the slab you just cut. It's going to have a slight arc to it, but mostly it's just going to be about a thirty degree angle. And uh, and I need you guys to to work on that because every time I run my leg into uh, into a you know an eight hundred pound table that's that's not going to move against me and uh, it, it leaves a, a line. Oh I, Lord, just, that's a hematoma. That's exactly exactly. You know, uh, uh, I was thinking a uh, uh, bear barrel, beer barrel, uh, and wine barrel furniture can stay dead yeah that yeah, never no, that's not a thing do you that, remember the 70s when they were doing like the fad that's a good example of a fad oh god See, it's funny to say because i have a jack daniels barrel table sitting in my bar room right now that is acceptable as a single thing they were making whole like dining room sets where the seats were half barrels or three-quarter barrel with half half seats in them and they would, you know, See, they put a glass That seems like okay top. for man cave kind of, nah, you know, like if you're doing man cave sort of bar room, like maybe put some together in the garage type if of thing. You got to have bear, beer barrels or bourbon barrels as your motif, then you're you're either drinking too heavily or not enough. <laughs> I, don't know. I, I don't, I don't hate on that. I mean, that's a. Um, I mean, it's just, I guess it just depends. I mean, you know, it's not much different than hanging movie posters up where you, you know, where your TV is that you watch Pulp Fiction for the 140th time. You know what I mean? It's, right. But, yeah. I mean, to the, I don't know. By the time I realize something is a trend, it's over with. Like, you know, by the time I, you know, I was paying attention to uh, you know, the sleek, you know, minimalist, and then all of a sudden all this reclaimed shit is coming back. You know, it's like, well. <laughs> yeah, reclaimed is here to stay, guys. That's not going to be it. That's not going away. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the, as, as long as the middle class in this country stays broke, and I think that's probably going to be going on for quite a while, we're gonna we're, people are going to be reclaiming things for a very long time. Yeah. Can we well, stop with the chalk paint, though? Can I just go ahead and throw? I mean, it's as long as, <laughs> as long as I, you know, as long as we're having a conversation about mid-century modern yeah. and open concept. If you take oh, a no. piece of furniture and you put a light blue chalk paint on it, and then you do a little bit of sanding, and you know, with this this preposterous like brushed look to you know to try and make it look old you're go you just kiss my ass like that's it's just not okay yeah. like that is just i mean i get like you know roughing up the edges and um what's your name amanda there um the amanda duke ducks dukes i can't why can't i think of her name right now you know who i'm talking about right you got it 
So she does all that, you know, she like makes things look old and stuff, and she's fantastic at it. But the finish that she puts on things actually looks like old and rustic and beat up and, and whatnot. What's that? She's Rustic Duck. That's the name of the, the furniture. Um, so she does a fantastic job. And, you know, you look at all that and you're like, wow, that's really cool. And then, like, I walk into the antique store and they're like, yeah, this antique. And I'm like, antique? Bitch, that, <laughs> that thing was made in 1984. You put $4 with the chalk paint on it. Now you're calling it 900 bucks. You can kiss me on my ass. It's not even good looking chalk paint. So, well, yeah, you man. know, that's not, it's, that's really not anything new when you start thinking about it. I mean, before we call it shabby chic. Now we're talking about that, you know, the, the shabby chic style before that it was called country before that it was called, um, Oh boy. What were they calling that back in the sixties? Um, I forget now, but there's, there's nothing new about shabby chic. That's been mm. around forever. Um, the chalk paint, that's new, but they used to put chalkboards in buildings and stuff a lot, a lot in that whole, the kitchen, the, the country kitchen kind of stuff. And, you know, now chalk paint's just made it a whole lot easier. So. Yeah, I mean, think, you know, chalk paint is just kind of, like, it seems like a lazy way of making things look old. Yeah. Can I, um, can I tell you a funny story about that? Yes. <clears throat> so, in my little town that I grew up in, Green Lake, Wisconsin. Talking to the microphone. Next door. <laughs> next door. You don't have to edit the goddamn sorry. audio, okay? I'm not sorry, an asshole. <laughs> next door was a, a little a little town called Princeton, Wisconsin. In there moved uh, a, a designer, Tracy Porter, who uh, is a fairly prolific designer, and started a company called Stonehouse. Uh, uh, Stonehouse something anyway and her stuff she did that she would take items distress them paint them 15 different colors distress them and then show them to the world she got on Oprah and this is early 90s right and Oprah picked this as one of her must have things Stonehouse goods and she they made money hand over fist they were selling they were selling uh, 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 like like uh, trays that had like fish designs and things like that. But this this guy, you know, all this this fractured kind of paint and and things on it, you know, they would be four hundred dollar pieces of pine. Oh, and God. they were making these amazing like they had this whole crew of people with chains that would whip things and sanders and sandblasters and and various things that would age and distress things. And and this went this it literally started the trend of uh in you just this crazy shabby what later started to be called shabby chic and uh but anyway her name is Tracy Porter, very nice lady. My good friends with my parents. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, see that's like all this the the, the whole when I walk into these, because we go grow like uh, antique shopping pretty frequently in, in around my area, there's there's a road you can drive on where there is maybe seven or eight stores in a line that they all do the exact same thing. They all have you know they all sell this antiqued furniture, old you know the uh, the 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 lobby finds you know all that nonsense. So and you walk in there and they, you know they've just got they they have like a bunch of two by fours pocket hold together with some stain on it and they put a seven hundred dollar price tag on it and you're like it's a sofa table that's 
nine dollars in wood and a pocket hole jig and you're gonna get 700 bucks for this thing like please tell me and then it's got a sold sign on it and you're just like there's a part of me that wants to die right there and then there's another part of me like i kind of wish i'd have sold that for 700 bucks you know like (laughs) i get in between these two places it's like you know it's just a hand it's i mean really just two by fours i mean it's you you sanded a couple of two by fours and stuck them together and not even like a clever design they're just stuck together you know you get some cross hatch thing that took two minutes more and uh you know you you made 700 bucks on this thing and i'm like and and if you sold it for 700 dollars, you made like 600 and probably you know 89 bucks i mean that's you, you don't have any money in this so it's a it's a lot of labor and you know you just kind of look at these things and you're like is this is there craftsmanship here? I mean, why is it that you can get, you know, six hundred dollars for this nonsense, but you know, you you take this uh, piece of furniture that you found and then you put the shitty chalk paint on and sand it off the edges, and that's only four hundred bucks. When that thing was built by, you know, craftsmen years and years ago, it's just I I never understand like what makes people part money, which is probably why I don't do this stuff for a living. Because I can never sell a table for $700 that's a handful of 2 by 4s like, slapped together, regardless of how nice the design is. I just don't have that in me. You know what I mean? So, well, which, it, comes again, to, it comes down to perspective, so... Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I just don't... See, me, I have... A, my, my wife hates going to those places with me anyway, because I'm just, you know... The, the, I, I walk, I'm like, I... I you know, like, you, you spent how much for this? Like, the, I... I can make that in three hours. I mean, you know, it's it's easy to take for granted that not everybody has a garage full of nonsense that they can make this stuff. They just have to go out and buy it, which, you know, I'm told there are people that aren't as talented as me, and I believe them because I'm pretty awesome. But they, uh, you know, just that that part of things I don't quite get is, you know, how can you sell that stuff and yet, you know, like you chalk paint up this other nonsense and sell it off, and it's not, it doesn't have the same value, but like that's, this thing was made by somebody that just, it looks like better quality things. I just, none of that stuff makes any sense to me. So yeah, like I said, just, I don't, I, the, the trends and all that stuff are real hard for me to see because I don't buy furniture enough. Um, you know, I, I don't buy my own clothes. I'm, I'm basically just a big baby. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. So my wife buys my clothes. She's the one that picks out all the furniture. I just kind of show back up at the house and ask what we're having for dinner. So <laughs> If anybody needs me, I'll be crying in the corner, <laughs> self-realizing. <laughs> so, I think I think I've revealed too much. Maybe I've said too much. <laughs> Therapy for Mike Laffey. Therapy, yeah, do, you, this is... do you go in the corner, cry a little bit, and go, "Oh, wait, I just remembered. I'm awesome. Never mind." I I, there, I cry awesome tears. <laughs> I'm not crying for me. I'm crying for all of you. <laughs> that you can't be this awesome because you can't be that <laughs> well the, you know yeah. the thing about trends and the thing about fads is that they are going to keep coming at us they're not that's not going to change um you know and i guess depending on where you're placed in the market uh you know it depends on how much you pay attention to things but the thing one of the really cool things about this is it keeps things fresh and it keeps things new and there's always something interesting to look at and to discover and that's one of the things that I really appreciate about the industry is always always something new, always something crazy, always something interesting. And, you know, um, some fads you get, like Mike's talking about, you got to kind of shake your head at, like, why? But the bottom line is if it's not selling, people won't make it. So, Yeah, the know. consumer's the problem, isn't it? I mean, like, that's... No, they're not the problem. they're, no, they're, they're the pay, problem. They're what pay... <laughs> 
<laughs> They're the how problem, Dan. How do we get rid of this damn chalk paint? How do we get rid of the consumer? Kill the <laughs> consumer. The we, we don't. Not yeah, unless we all want to live in a mud hut. So, oh, damn you, people with money. But um, you know, and it's interesting. Things, you know, things like barnwood furniture. Uh, that's huge, and that's been huge for fifteen to almost well, gosh, eighteen, twenty years now. It's not going away. You will see barnwood furniture until the last barn has been torn down. And then you will see it resold for much higher prices. Wouldn't it be funny if they started building barns just to not use them at all and just carry them <laughs> down like 20 years? Like they plant trees. You know, you have to wait about 20 years for that walnut to come in. I can build this barn for 19 grand and then sell off well, the parts for 40. Right. I, I would probably get shot if, if anybody I know hears me say this, but thankfully you don't listen to this podcast. We are actually now at the point in this industry looking at overseas uh, barnwood because we're running out here. <laughs> we can't. We can't. We can't compete. Their barnwood just works too cheaply. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's not that at all. We don't have any more but farms. <laughs> by the time you harvest it, freight it, ship it over here, and can un- and you know deliver it from wherever, it's more expensive. But we are literally gonna be running out ran out of barns here and man you haven't been in the south i'm telling you i'm telling you (laughs) i'll tell you i actually had a business idea this is gonna sound really terrible but i think it's genius and if anybody wants to go in with me um so where i grew up in upstate new york you can buy like whole city blocks for like 10 grand and that's probably a bit of an exaggeration but probably not at the same time so there's um i mean like you if you were to walk through my grandmother's house before the whole thing was remodeled I mean, she's got, you know, two-inch thick white oak floors. Like, you know, I mean, just everything in the house is as gorgeous as you can imagine. There's And there's actual two-by-fours in the walls. They're two inches by four inches, not this, you know, one-and-a-half by three-and-a-half nonsense. I mean, it's just the house is built. You know I mean? It's just got that dirty, angry, rugged, you know, cast-iron tubs and just, just all that stuff. And, you know, nothing up there has been remodeled because it's upstate New York. So they have um, just this – there's just this plethora of homes that are full of all kinds of goodies that, you know, it, it, you could buy an entire house for, say, like $19,000, $20,000, rip it all down and sell off the parts, you know, just truck them all down and bring them here where people make furniture and that stuff and probably sell it for considerably more. I mean – you know, you're pulling teak out of some guy's house that's just been sitting there drying in his basement for 140 years. There's uh, there's got to be a business opportunity there to you know just buy up sections of upstate, <laughs> piece it off, and sell it down here in the south for money. I think that that would probably be uh, so. If anybody's interested in going in halvesies with me, and by halvesies I mean you put up all the money and I'll hire people to do all the work, and then I'll get all the profits. Then I'm happy to talk further feel free to hit us up on the <laughs> at maybe podcast i don't, hell of, a, I don't hell of a business model you have there mike <laughs> I, I didn't say how, it was gonna work could, uh, i don't know how you could uh you know say no to an offer like that yeah <laughs> like my this point. uh-uh <laughs> yeah there's that so well that's that's most of my business opportunities are that way so you know if, if i ever if you ever hear a good idea then you know if you come to me with all the money and then let me hire somebody else to do the work I'm happy to let you in on it, <laughs> so, which is why none of my businesses have ever taken off because I'm <laughs> terrible at business. So I'm trying oh, to think of some boy. other fads. Um, I miss. I'll tell you what. I miss tail fins on cars. 
I think I think that was an important uh, fad or trend that mm-hmm. that was missed in trying to get cars more aerodynamic because of course they go faster if they have fins. Um, I'm trying to think of other things that are are you know lasted a reasonable while um, that you know that 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 maybe started off as a fad. But then, kind of, oh, you know what? Segways, N- not not the not Mike Segways. I'm talking about the the, the motor cars. <laughs> the ones you ride. Yeah. How about I mean, in the ultimate irony, though, the guy that invented those drove his off a cliff and died. I mean, no, that's pretty hilarious. Or am I the only one who thinks that terrible things are funny? Well, n- no. the The guy that invented it is is a really smart guy that's still inventing things. No, no, I think I'm pretty sure that he drove his off a cliff and died. No, the guy that owned the business did. Oh, really? Something, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, the guy that owned the Segway business uh, drove it right off a cliff and died. Yeah, it's, uh, what's what's the guy, who's the inventor? I should know this. Uh, Dyson? Is it the Dyson guy? No, it's not the Dyson guy. That would have been cool. Uh, It can't be Elon, right? uh, No, but but Mm. it's in that that realm of, God bless, now I got to figure it out. Steve Jobs? No, but same same kind of like if there was a group of guys, um, this is a riveting for all of us involved. The the worst part is the answer is not going to be anybody that anybody knows. So <laughs> probably right. Dean, Dean Kamen. Dean. All right. So that was inc- that was incredibly uneventful. With a really, pretty... you don't know who Dean Kamen is. <laughs> oh. He invented like seventeen different types of like. I know his parents, hearts. Mr. and Mrs. Kamen. <laughs> <laughs> There's a joke in there, um, <laughs> and uh, no, he's he's invented a ton of like these really cool uh, like artificial hearts and and uh, valve things and all sorts of stuff. He's just he's like a well, of course a, I'd know him. Right. Yeah, I mean, all the artificial hearts we use in the mortgage business. Right. <laughs> of course you would. Of course you would. <laughs> Wait till you yeah. read that arm disclosure. You're gonna need a heart. Now I think I think he was also the inventor of chalkboard paint. Uh, <laughs> he's, if he lives in an open concept house, I pray for his death every day. Oh boy, he will be buried in a uh, shiplap uh, coffin. Shiplap mid-century modern coffin. That's right. That's right. Oh God. <laughs> We're hmm. just hitting all the fields tonight, aren't we? Well, it's a. That I mean, that whole thing is trendy and and fatty and all. You know, just, you listen to these. Uh, remember trading spaces? Whatever happened to that show? You know, you just get a whole bunch of people. You, you know, pick a neighbor that hates you, and then you both break into each other's house for a weekend. And you know, uh, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna. What was that? the one I saw? They put uh, uh, old records up on the wall or on the floor or some nonsense. And it's like, if I gave my neighbor my house and they did that on the floor, I would burn their house to the ground and giggle <laughs> while it was on the TV show. <laughs> What, is that the one where they swapped wives? Uh, I think you're on the internet. I was on TV. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. But wasn't wait. there one that that swapped like husbands and wives and things? Um, I there, trading there spouses. Was. That was trading, trading spouses. Oh, okay. Yeah, I oh, don't yeah. watch that stuff. That's, no, that no, actually, it was not nearly. I, I watched an episode, but I didn't see anything that I wanted to see. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't. Hey, honey, this isn't the same thing that's on the Google search. Right. <laughs> this is, it's just definitely just not. some crying asshole washing someone else's underwear. 
hey, hey, no, wait. It's about to get interesting. There's yeah. a repairman at the door. Oh. <laughs> no. No, he's, he's actually gonna, fixing something. Yeah, he's actually fixing something. <laughs> what that the hell? not bringing pizza. <laughs> what is this garbage? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Izzy, is you're he? a lot more fun when you drink. <laughs> we, we, don't get, we don't get anywhere near the open mouth size from you that we otherwise would. <laughs> I thought tonight was going to be a pretty lame one. Uh, you know, the I didn't think we would get that much out of you. No, uh, yeah, no. I no, can, hey, no. if you want, I can get, I can make Izzy really. Uh, we can give him the douche chills. You want to talk about uh, about porn fads? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. All right, and, I, I got to. No, say please this. don't. I was just kidding. <laughs> no, no, I got to say this publicly. I got to say this publicly. Oh, God. I actually got hit up by a porn star on Instagram a couple no, of days ago. No, you don't have ago. to say that publicly yep. at all. Oh. Yeah, it was funny as hell. I was like, "What? What is going on?" She was actually asking well, me about building. Asking. She was asking me about building a YouTube channel. I'm like, "How are you going to do that? You can't put, you know, they don't that YouTube doesn't let you do that." <laughs> they don't. Uh, Izzy, I I believe that you approached that all wrong. What you need to do is have her send you a demo tape. I believe. <laughs> And you you would then need some further research. I think I think those are the the angles that you need to work on that one, sir. No, I'm I'm a little old school. I I, I don't think that I don't, you can buy her dinner. I don't think that I don't think that fast on my feet. Sorry, guys. No, yeah, you, um, you can buy her dinner if you need to. I have other things on my brain at the moment, but um, you know, it's it was it's you know back to the back to the topic here. You know, um. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. You guys I'm sorry. Just, you guys can just shut the hell right up. We've wandered too far. I, I'm sorry. You just you just bragged that you were hit up by a porn star. Yeah, I was that just getting ready. And to... you think we're gonna let that one just that wasn't go? A brag. No, no, no. That one's got it. We got That, that was one's not die. a brag. That one's I was waiting for. Away. I was waiting for Izzy to go. So we've been an hour now. Yeah. <laughs> No, before we go, before we go, I want to talk a little bit about this this thing with Rebecca, about the contest with Rebecca. I don't know what sound effects are going in here, but they're going to be pretty awesome. No, because here's an interesting thing. We were talking about trends and fads and stuff like that, and she's one of those artisans, and she is an artisan. She's a talent to be reckoned. Um, You know, I would call her... In, I would call her avant-garde. She's ahead of her time. And it, it's just absolutely um, A trendsetter. Yeah, it's really thrilling Sounds to see like... what she... Well, on the artsy-fartsy side of the world, she does oh. really very um, organic and complex things that are in a lot of... Well, they're very Baroque. You know, it's... it's um, it's really interesting to see what she does because those are the kind of things that actually live... They, they live for a very long time. And and it's really kind of uh, uh, how do I say this? Um, uh, fun to watch her watch her create stuff, and, and a lot of it's you know organic. A lot of it looks like spiders and scary stuff, and it's just really interesting to see. You're really bad does. at this talking shit thing, by the way. I'm just going to throw that out there. Oh, right. I'm not talking. Shit I mean, about you're it. the one. You're the you're the one that challenged her. And and in in some sort of uh, artsy fartsy building what you described, mm-hmm. uh, build off, and um, I'm sorry, Izzy, she's gonna kick your ass. Uh huh. I you know what I'm, I mean, I, I'm just I'm just that kind of guy. I mean I, I just I, I gotta have Izzy's back on this one. And and speaking so. of which, when this gets released, uh, it will be uh, I think you will be. Close to about halfway through your deadline, right? Oh yeah, you will have quit by by the time people hear this. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can only assume that you'll have created something that will eat whatever your creation is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Um, not that we're not rooting for you. Go Izzy. Go Izzy. I'm rooting for you. I think you're going to beat her pretty easily. I love what she does. It's amazing. But she still is very young, and she's got a long way to grow in her artistic ability. <laughs> there we go. Now this we're is our fault, Rebecca. We're very sorry. We, we, he wasn't oh. going here. We brought this out. What, I, what I'm trying to accomplish here is that if, if you guys are not watching Rebecca, now is the time. She's, she's, new, she's young. She's 27. She's new in her career. She's coming out with some... young amazing amazing artistic pieces and if you're not following her go watch her for the next 30 years and be blown away it's going to be incredible to see what she does she's got more talent in one finger than most 10 people i know so i would say it this is an opportunity for you guys to go and check out just an extremely talented artist and watch watch um watch her growth over the next 20 30 years and and just what she's going to do i i firmly believe will be absolutely incredible what she's already done is incredible so um go go watch go pay attention so check out rebecca DeGroot, guys uh you can on instagram facebook and, and she's got a youtube channel i don't know how much she posts over there but um yeah and this is going to be a lot of fun for me because it's not often i get a chance to really delve down into my my designer artsy fartsy side as i like to refer to it so it'll be i think the last time cool. i i saw you was was when you and berkey were doing your full your, whatever it is that you yeah. guys do in that dark garage yeah well just so you know too her uh youtube channel is just her name it's rebecca de groot and that's d-e-g-r-o-o-t is the last yeah. name and uh you can find her on instagram and all that stuff doing the same searches that's what I just did. Because I couldn't remember if she had a website or something, and she's going to yell at me if she does, and I didn't find she does. it in time. She does. She, I, think it's, I think it's the same. It's RebeccaDegroot.com, I believe. She, um, By the way, she has a uh, – her mascot is a llama, and the llama, I, I want to say, is named Einstein, I think. It's either that or Simon or something, but the, she does these little caricatures of this llama – doing various things it's just insanely cute way of promoting mm. i looked at it and went oh my god i want a llama shirt yeah it's rebecca by the way mm-hmm. so yeah just and found her on the stuffs so if you're not watching if you're not if you're not dialed into that go go right now do yourself a favor um it'll, yes. it'll be really cool to watch what she does over the next Speak, you know, 20, speaking 10, 20, of 30 years insanity and people that I'm extremely jealous of un- to the point that I'm boiling with rage. Did you guys watch uh, Bobby Duke's video with with the, the, the teacup? No. Oh, my God. You oh, have to watch yeah. That. That oh, is, is that the uh, the thing I saw where he's poured out with the different colors? Yes. Yeah, I haven't seen the video for it he yet, but I saw the picture. He is such a jerk. Nobody should be that talented. <laughs> He That's is. Awesome. He is. Is he? I, is he mid-century modern? Oh God! It's. <laughs> he is. He embodies mid-century modern. No, he's just. He's amazing. He has this amazing personality, and he's funny, and he's nuts in his videos, and beyond that, he's. He's just. He. He's. 
it's very hard to find somebody that's that's focused enough, like introverted enough, to do that type of like long term carving and things, and yet still have any semblance of personality. And he has both, which makes him I don't know Satan apparently. <laughs> um, but but his the, the whole video is is just hilarious, and it's just mesmerizing watching him work. Uh, the that's another. Ap- Opinions Another of person. the members of maybe I've said too much are <laughs> o- only Joel's expressly, expressly not all the members of maybe I said too much opinions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, he's he's fantastic. He's such a a genuinely amazing guy. Like it's it's there's there is nothing that like you could be like listen I need an Eiffel Tower, but can you can you put it on top of a giraffe and you'd be like yeah how, how high do you want that <laughs> you know kind of a thing and so it's it's just one of those weird is he has this great personality for these videos and the end product is not isn't like one of those things like oh i got to get a video out this week what do i do next these things are just all insane yeah yeah bobby duke is pretty cool yes yeah. i saw the picture like i said i haven't had a chance to he, see the video he's nowhere back at a group though just saying <laughs> that's who should do the that's no. because he's uh he doesn't he doesn't have one of our shirts yet that <laughs> that we don't sponsor or make any oh that's money right on. that's right rebecca does have one of our shirts that's freaking awesome i don't I even have one of our shirts that. i gotta get myself no, I, one for I don't Christmas. have i didn't order one i should have ordered one is we should probably the, print those is that the lamest thing ever the three of us don't own one of our own shirts yeah I know. yeah we should probably make that happen you know what i'll take that one on i'll make that happen Hmm. I need a five uh, XL because I like to I like to lay around in it. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to snuggle with somebody under it. Well, yeah. What do you think we're going to give away for our Patreon supporters? Well, you're no more than a two XL, and I'm a three XL, so the two of us ought to be able to fill that shirt up. <laughs> oh, Mike's showing his guns again. Yes, yes, oh, I am. By guns, he means balls. Put those pencils away, buddy. <laughs> Easy, Jesus! I did a push-up once. You can't tell. Look at that. <laughs> it was a whole push-up too. It wasn't like one of those ones from the knees. I mean, that thing was that thing all was the way, all strong. Did you did you have to get? Can we quit? A can we quit Gatorade? using hangouts, please? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, we can't. <laughs> I want you to. I want you to get. I want you to get a little more comfortable with these homoerotic feelings that you have. Yeah, Why do you think I wear tank tops every time we do one of these? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I caught him drinking. Take. <laughs> nice. If you want, oh. I can just start going V-neck. We'll get the you know the deep the deep cut. You can get all the chest hair in there. If that's what you're into, I don't. I mean, listen, I'm not here to judge you. You've been having sex with bears in Michigan for the last however long. So. Compared to me, you look like a 10-year-old boy when it comes to chest hair, buddy. Oh. I thought you were going to talk about something else, because that's probably true, too. So <laughs> You don't get to pick that. I keep saying. <laughs> Sorry. What were we talking about? I don't remember. I, I, don't think, I don't think it was anything particularly important. I think this would be a fine time. To, to close out the show guys uh yes. listen thanks so much for uh for joining us this evening uh since you guys have already promoted stuff and thanks um i think we'll kind of just put the bow on this one <laughs> so uh 
folks, uh, ladies, gentlemen, all of you fine people, uh, don't forget, write us. Uh, you can find us on maybeivesaidtoomuch.com. Uh, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Maybe Podcast. Hit us up, send us mess hedges, and uh, we will not respond, but we will read every now and again. And uh, who knows? You might be lucky enough to uh, make it to the show. Uh, don't forget, also, if you have not yet left a five-star review on the iTunes thing, that's apparently a big deal. So if you haven't done that, you lazy son of a... <laughs> Go online and leave a five-star review for us. Don't leave a four-star. No one's impressed by your irony. Just five star, please, and uh, or honesty. Yeah, we don't. No one's here for the honesty. We're here for the reviews. Joel just woke up. I thought Joel Joel, he was dozing off there for a minute. You see that? No, he was falling asleep. No, No, no. actually, I was just thinking we're going to release this on Monday. So uh, everybody, Merry Christmas. Oh yeah, Merry Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I will have. Two little midgets, one under each arm, and then intermittently I will be squeezing them and tickling them. So it'll be a very good day. Aww. That's, that's very sweet. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for the, uh, for the podcast this year. It has been an amazing gift. So uh, just uh, take the opportunity again to say how much I appreciate you guys spending a few hours once a week or however often we do this to... Uh, to bring some joy to the hearts of the many. And by many, I mean the 14. So, um, <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, I'm not sure if we're meeting to do a New Year's show or not. If we don't, sorry. If we do, we'll talk to you then. But uh, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Thank you very much to all the listeners, all the people who participate, everybody who... It's been um, a great year. ...promotes us. And uh, we're looking forward to um, all of the new and exciting things that doing podcasts for no money uh, you know brings you so we're we're very excited about the new year and uh really appreciate everybody oh, wait, wait wait hold on a second hold, oh. hold on a second i have a fantastic marketing idea you ready okay okay so you know how a lot of podcasts uh uh they 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 speak out the the patreon's names like, oh you know, God! Is there anything worse than that? No, 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 no! I know, I know. We're never gonna do that, guys. Sorry, guys. We're yeah, never no. gonna do that, right? But we you speak know, some, your names. You know, some some of them do that, right? I even know one of them that did that while I was on it. Exactly. So I think, and just bear with me. This is this is this may be a little evil. Oh, I think that we should take our Patreon money and donate it to those particular Patreon shows <laughs> so they have so they have to advertise us yes every single week like we'll go and I won't say right now I mean it might it might sound a lot like you know for shamed audio uh like they t- they yes. speak those supporters every week and then for the simple $2 cost we could get free advertising we could also do like the um we could do like we could be their biggest supporter exactly that would be and they would have to mention us like every hour on the hour oh i mean i mean this is like if you had to do this with this other is why podcasts, a, this is why he's a successful businessman you guys are flat out evil <laughs> so, so, right. so, so, so start doing we, that can you, we start doing that the first to the year? patreon account you need to go ahead and that's, start that's true up right well now. i've been it's been sitting there doing its thing 
you know <laughs> which is i have no idea okay i haven't ever checked it and and so i thought you know we'll just we'll just do our own patreon thing by the way, those of you that do support us, we love oh. you and thank you very much. We do. Oh, we by do. the we way, really this, appreciate is, it. this is what your money's going toward. We are not. <laughs> Help us be more evil. Thank you so much. No. Well, it's you know, literally the the only thing on Patreon is like uh thank you for helping us support our new Learjet. So you have to understand mm-hmm. that when you support us, that while we appreciate every single bit about that uh, and we don't dismiss your hard-earned money at all. We will use it for fun, creative, and evil things. Yeah, why, just, why would we use it to like pay for the show? Right. We are. No. <laughs> That's ridiculous. What are, what are we doing today, Brain? <laughs> we have to take over the world, of right. course. Yeah. Um, on on a unsarcastic, completely unselfish um, note, thank you guys. We love you so much, and we, yeah. you know, this community. Me? Um, Are you talk- oh, the, okay. Yeah, this community is is phenomenal. Not everything is about on, you, Mike. And everything that you guys sure. have done for, um, <laughs> you know, for the community and, and listening to us and the comments and the feedback and the just the really positive support that we get out there in the world, man, it it's it's amazing. Um, you know, just this week I've gotten a half a dozen um, messages or emails from folks about about the podcast and about other things that we're doing. And to you folks, I, taking the time to do that can really, it, it, especially this week, has brightened my day several times. And I'm sure that Joel and, and Mike yes. get the same things. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, we love you and uh, thank you for the love and support. And we do apologize for some of our podcasts, but not all that. I, I apologize, I never for, apologize. Some of, for some of our podcasts, but no, not all that much. Onward, so. upward, or downward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either or. So. The beatings will continue. Yes, they will. And I will sit here and suffer them. Yes, you will. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Well, guys. thanks, everybody. Hit us up. Hit us up. Hit us up and tell us things. So, Merry um, Christmas and Happy New Year. Yeah. Good night. Good night, everyone. Good night. <laughs>